Hey there, lovebirds and lone wolves. It's your favorite sexpert, Stephanie Smith, and we're about to take a joyride through the wild world of sex and relationships. So buckle up, because we're going to laugh, learn, and maybe even blush a little as we uncover the secrets to kick-ass sex life. So grab your headphones and get ready for some scandalous stories, quirky advice, and a whole lot of laughs. Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex with me, Stephanie Smith, the podcast that's about to make your ears blush. Welcome back to SOS Dead Bedrooms. This is Stephanie, your Gilfie with the Gilsten, and I'm here with Shiloh Hobby with Love Your O. Hello, Shiloh. Hi, Stephanie. How are you today? I am good. I am good. And I want to welcome back all of our listeners again for who's ever listening and any of our new listeners. This is a podcast about sexless bedrooms. So we're discussing all different kinds of sexless bedrooms that are out there. And uh, so we're having a lot of fun doing that to see if we can help some of these sexless bedrooms become either no longer sexless or they find sex relationships, you know, better relationships that fit both of their libidos, right? Because that's pretty much what it's about. All right. So this person, sorry, um, little tickle here. Okay. Um, this person is, she's engaged to, uh, and supposed to get married at the end of the year, but the almost non-existent sex life, sex life makes me reconsider. I'm afraid to tell anyone and I'm feeling a bit. And then, you know, she just says that it, it pretty much speaks for itself. I love him, but I'm just afraid that I, I get stuck in a sexless marriage forever. You know, I feel like I feel I have guilty thoughts of these and, you know, that is, I mean, being in a sexless marriage or getting closer to when the marriage is, you already have anxiety about other things to have to throw that mix in about, oh God, our relationship's not perfect in this, you know, and sometimes, you know, you don't know if it's just the stress of the relation of the marriage or whatever, but, um, or getting married because sometimes families can be very stressful. But I think if you're walking into a stress, a sexless marriage, you're not going to be making a big change to have a sex, a fulfilling life, I would say. What Uh, do you think? You know, I I would agree. I think that if you're having issues, you're thinking about this now, then perhaps it's a conversation that you need to have with your partner so that you can determine, you know, is this something, you know, are they stressed right now? Is this, are they, are they having enough sex? Are they okay with where you're at with sex? Do they want more? I mean, maybe they, you know, maybe there is, maybe they feel that you're stressed out and you don't want to, so they're not, I mean, are you initiating and they're turning you down? What's going on? I mean, I feel like there's something more to this, but I mean, if you're really, truly, if your libidos aren't matched uh, and that's a big deal to you, it's okay for that to be a big deal to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, it should be because, um, it is a very, I know some people don't believe that it's an important part of a relationship, but physical intimacy and physical touching is a very big part of a relationship. 
And it's the way that you feel close to someone. It's the way that it makes your love deeper for one another through intimacy, affection, love, and intimacy. So, you know, you should be worried about that. You know, you're getting married. And, you know, I don't know. I I know so many sexless marriages that I've talked to over the years and dealt with many different clients and whatnot. And, you know, the ones that I've left, I will say, have never, ever regretted that because they then found the perfect matched libido for them. Right. I mean, you know, it it really, truly, you know, you, you don't want to make it the be all end all. You really don't. I mean, I get that. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you want to, you want to think that you like your partner for more than just sex and you want to be with them and, you know, you like all the other stuff and it's fantastic that, you know, you have a good relationship outside of that. And it sounds like you just need to have, I mean, it really sounds like they just need to have a conversation about what their expectations of sex are. And I think that's okay to do. It's oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I really believe that's okay to do. And, you know, if it's not going to work. And why do you think people fear that conversation? Right. What, why, you know, why do you think? That what? Why do you think that people fear that conversation? I think that in our country, I think that in, in let me just say America, I, I think that here in America, we have been programmed to be ashamed of sex. We've been, a, especially women, uh, but even men, you know, like we just don't talk about it. You know, we can hear about it on the radio. We can hear about it on TV, watch it on TV, watch all kinds of bad misrepresentations of it, listen to all bad kinds, all kinds of bad, you know, information about it. But when it comes down to it, there's a whole lot of not talking about it. And we need to get past that not talking about it piece. And we need to find ways to do that. That is very true. 100%. That is a a big one. And I also believe though, we need to get away from this thought that marriage is not about intimacy and sex and that it's only about procreating or pleasure of the man. It's not. It is about intimacy, um, a deeper relationship through physical touch, through um, touching, kissing, hugging, and intimate sex. I'm sorry, but it does. And and through communication, we get better, you know, deeper relationships. So if we don't have all that. The relationship is just what? Is it a friendship? You just have sex whenever? Or is it deep? Great, then be friends. Don't get married. I'm just saying. I mean, that's what it would look like for me if if my persons didn't want to be in a deeper relationship. Then what's the point of being in a relationship with someone that doesn't want to be, for me personally? Um, and to me, I feel connected when I am physically connected through intimacy. I agree completely. I think that we, you know, there is a, there is a thing such as matching libidos. People, you are going to find somebody that matches your libido, whether you want sex or you don't want sex, you're going to find somebody who's okay with that part. And 
Mm-hmm. Let those people have, you know, let, let, find your match. Don't, don't feel ashamed of yourself because you like sex. That's okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, one thing you never, we don't know enough about this one, but you know, if it is something that has diminished just in the last few months, just before heading up to the wedding, I would always take caution of that to make a kind of a decision about that because I think it's more of a conversation. You sit down, you talk about it and you come up with some, what are we going to do? You know, after, you know, I understand your stress, but you know, is is this going to be an ongoing, we got the marriage, we're going to have kids, we're going to have a house, we're going to have responsibilities, bigger responsibilities, more responsibilities. Is it just going to get less and less? Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think if you get back down to what the real issue is, <clears throat> then you can kind of figure out if that's going to be an ongoing thing or is this just a one-off incidental thing? Right. Yes. You know, is it the stress? Of, right. Is it the stress of the wedding planning? I mean, you know, there's, there's lots of things that stress us out, you know, that, that do kind of cause us to step back from it. But at the same time, I mean, it's such a stress reliever. Don't step back from it when you're stressed. When you, oh, yeah. So like, it's funny because I remember, um, being at a wedding, um, in Las Vegas and I remember the groom was coming from a different state and he got on the plane and got off the plane three times before he made it to Las Vegas. And he was not only stressed about, you know, the flight, but that she had a big family and just stressed about getting married. Anyways, they should never have gotten married because the divorce was horrible. But um, it just is, it's just interesting. If your body's telling you something, you should probably listen to it. Probably. Definitely listen to your, you should definitely listen to your intuition for absolutely sure. Yeah. I mean, it's telling you something for a reason. And so it's giving you red flags inside of your body. So yeah, probably good to take a listen to it. Well, this is a good one. Uh, I like it. It's a, um, it's interesting how, um, we, all the different types of dead bedrooms that we have, you know, just before marriage or, you know, getting married or whatever. So it's just interesting. All right. We have a a cool, another one I like. It says, riddle me this. If me initiating sex is stressful, putting pressure on you, and you never initiate, when are we meant to have sex? Right? He doesn't use stressful or pressure directly, but there is always an excuse connected to that. I'm tired, work stress didn't get to have a shower, not feeling the vibe, have to get er early and the kids. He said that he hates rejecting me. So he will initiate when he wants sex, but that never happens. So legit question for the high libidos. If we have been asked not to initiate or bring up sex, but neither does our partner, when does the sex actually happen? It's a very good point. (laughs) First and foremost, can we just talk about how selfish it is to say, I don't want you to initiate ever because I'll let you know when I want it and you don't want it. That's not being honest with your partner. 
Yeah, I feel like there's something I more mean, going on. You're just this. saying like, all right, so we're never going to have sex and I can't ask you for it. So you know what? You need to have conversation. Like this isn't a question for this forum. This is a question that you need to put to your partner and ask them. And you need to have a serious conversation about it and find out what is the deal. I mean, is it that they just yeah. don't like sex? Do they not find you attractive anymore? Are you not Are you not dating outside of this? I mean, what's happening? What can you do? What can you do? to make this happen. So you need to have a conversation. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know that I'm the big, like, you know, conversate, 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 but you know what, Com- you know, conversation goes a long way to removing all of the little questions that are going on in your head and the scenarios that you're creating. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely, um, I think it's a no win situation right. there. And I think that, um, it, it, he's clearly telling you, and I, you know, obviously you've probably talked about it, you know, they've talked about it, I'm sure, but he's clearly saying I, this isn't working. And so I, to me, it's just getting down to, all right, we need to figure this out. It's not working. It's not working for you. It's not working for me. What are we going to do? Um, it doesn't say whether they're married or not. It just says that they're partners. Right. So if they're not. <clears throat> it would be a good time um, for him to. He, she talks about the kids, but it's his kids. It seems like I don't know. So I'm just saying that you know, it, it's better to end things before you get married and get too intertwined if things are not going well. It's not like they're going to get better and they're going to, you know, it's like things should be better and getting better and getting better and getting better, not good. And then getting worse and getting worse and getting worse. Well, I know you bring up a very big point of, you know, there's children involved. So, you know, with children, that brings on a lot of extra responsibilities. And what are you doing to help alleviate that? I mean, that's my question. You know, like if they're tired and they're, you know, using this as that, that's their excuses. They're tired, they're stressed. They don't have time for this. Like, what are you doing to help them get past that? Mm-hmm. What are you doing to help them alleviate the load that they have, that they're carrying? Because, you know, there's, there's all of that too. I mean, you know, you have all of that life. And I know we've talked about this before, you know, on our, on our podcast, we've definitely talked about how, you know, that balance. I mean, women are so expected to do the 40 hour a week job, raise the kids, take care of the house, do the dinners, do the, do all the food, you know, take care of all that stuff. You know, I mean, is he coming home from work and sitting down in front of the TV and popping a beer and being like, okay, it's time for me to relax while she's doing everything. Or is he pitching in and helping? I mean, you know, I, well, it also depends on the kind of job he has too, if it's physical labor or not. And how many uh, hours he's working. And right. There's so many, there's so many different, you know, scenarios that could be happening with this one, you know, but ultimately. And, you know, the other thing I, I go to question is sometimes I feel like what I've heard from couples is that they tend to not pick, they tend to not find, know the right time of day that that their partner wants sex. And so, um, there's a lot of people that think that men want sex at night, but that's not true. They like it in the morning and a lot of men like it in the morning. They like it at night too. I'm not saying that, but 
because they are much more tired at nighttime, they really do like to start their day off like that. So it is a fabulous way to start the day. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes people don't know exactly when their partner likes to have sex. I think, when do you like to, well, I don't know. When do you like, you know, it's like, no, I like it in the morning. Okay. Well, I like it later after I've been clean, whatever, figure it out, you know? So then you can have little quickies in the morning and then your big explosion night of dress up, go out, enjoy, have fun. And there, that's your time of getting what your needs met from your, another perspective. So I'm just saying, I think that there's so many different perspectives in regards to what our needs are. And especially when we have full loads, both of us. And so I think there's gotta be a way to come together on that kind of stuff. So, you know, getting down to the bottom of it, or if it's just, like I said, you know, if it's temporary, cause you know, you're going through a big change and, you know, they're already married, they have kids. Well, you know, some, everyone has a roller coaster. I mean, we all go through roller coasters, you know, of a life. We're on a roller coaster all the time, you know? So sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, you know? And sometimes it's right in the between. So. And you just, and you really, truly, at the end of the day, you have to figure out what matters to you and, you know, prior prioritizing, you know, sex is like anything else that you want to do. You need to prioritize it. Sometimes, sometimes it does. There are times in life when it does require a little bit of extra prioritizing to put it on the table. So, yeah. And even if it's, even if you do other things like cuddling and, you know, just cuddle and fall asleep or whatever, naked, or there's so many other, you know, lay on the couch and cuddle or hold hands. There's other ways to get, um, feel that need of, um, being loved and that intimate, you know, the touch and you can get intimacy in other different ways too, you know? Very true. You know, it looks different. You know, that's where, you know, that whole relationship thing, you know, it, it, it looks different. For you get yeah. to, you get to create your own, you get to figure out what it looks like. And, you know, but at the end of the day, you can't do that if you don't have a conversation and you don't start talking about it. So you have to figure out a way to conversate about it and, and have that conversation and talk honestly about it and what you want, what you need, you know, listen to and listen, listen to your partner. I mean, you know, you can't just, you can't just say the things and then not listen to what your partner has to say either, because you have to come to, you have to come to an agreement. If you want to be together and you want to make it work, then you will figure out a way to make it work. And you'll both figure out a way to make it work. Not just one person coming up with the, coming up with a game plan and expecting the other person just to change and, and do this and that, you know, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta set expectations that are manageable. Yeah. For, for, for both people, you know, for both, for both. you yeah. know, if, if it's a relationship. Yeah. Date night's a big one. I'm big on date night. I'm big on once a week date night. When you have kids, no kids, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. If you're not dating your partner and you're not either going, getting dressed up and going out, getting dressed up, cooking at home, getting, you know, going on a beautiful hike, having a picnic, doing something to get out and have space and time by yourselves to work on your relationship. You know, that's what the, you have to yes. do that. It has to you be have done. to. And, you know, I mean, that's taking time. I mean, 
just because you are you got marriage and you got kids doesn't mean that you still don't work on your relationship, you know, and work on yourself. But you, you always have to date, but you also need to work on yourself and, you know, remember to work out and, you know, make that time, you know, make that time to, you know, so that you can come together and, and be together without all of the extra distractions. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, anyways, well, this is a good one. I like that. Um, I hope I, I'm, I'm sure everyone will have, you know, figure this out and get on to having more sex in their relationships. Cause that is the goal here is for, to assist people into having, um, better relations in the bedroom Absolutely. at all costs. Yeah. Do what we can. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining me again on the Gilf's Den with Shiloh Hobby at Love Your O with De- And we're, we're here for De- SO at Dead Bedrooms. It's fun. It's fun. Yes, it yeah. is. It's fun. All right. Well, I look forward to talking to you again, Shiloh. Take All care. Right. See Bye. You later. Have a great day, everybody. And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for joining me on today's exhilarating podcast of Let's Talk About Sex. If you loved what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Like and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss out on our future episodes packed with even more tips, tricks, and tantalizing discussions. Got something to share or a burning question? I want to hear from you. Send me a message on social media or in my email. Your thoughts and stories and feedback mean the world to me, and I can't wait to hear from each and every one of you. Remember, your sexual empowerment journey doesn't end here. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep embracing your fabulous, authentic self. Until next time, this is Stephanie Smith signing off. Stay adventurous, stay safe, and stay sexy.